may the grace from God our Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ our Lord again be multiplied unto each one of you now and ever henceforth. Again God has given us the privilege to to hear his word, to meditate on his word, and to read his word. He's always blessed that we together with our children can listen to the word of God. The word of God has amazing power. It does stabilize our life. It stabilizes our children's life. And it does encourage us to continue to take our footsteps toward our right homeland. It's so good to be around God's word and hear the voice of the Good Shepherd. We will continue in the precious name of Jesus our Lord, asking that God again will be with us and guide my tongue by his Spirit, but that he also would open your heart so together we can be partaker of the bread of life. Together we again can be uplifted, strengthened, and encouraged so we can continue our precious journey together. I want to turn to a portion of God's word which recorded in the third chapter when Paul wrote to the Colossians reading them in the precious name of the Lord those 17th first verse thereof may God add his blessing to the reading as well as to the speaking of his word if ye then be risen with Christ seek those things which are above where Christ seated on the right hand of God set your affection on things above and not on things of the earth for ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your member which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which sake, the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which we also walk sometimes when we lived in them. But know ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deed. And has put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek or Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, Syrian, bound or free. But Christ is all and in all. Put on therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, balsam mercy, kindness, Humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another 
and forgiving one another if any man have a quarrel against any even as Christ forgave you so also do ye and above all these things put on charity which is the bond of perfectness and let the peace of God rule in your heart to the which also ye are called in one body and be ye thankful let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual song singing with grace in your heart to the Lord and whatsoever you do in word or in deed do all in the name of Jesus Christ giving thanks to God and the Father by him Amen Apostle Paul the servant of the living God wrote to the Christian these words and I know for me sometimes it has been difficult to turn to a portion like this but I do the word of God is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness that the man of God must be thoroughly furnished unto all good works the word of God is always precious in the word of God that is teaching that in teaching to fathers and mothers that is teaching to children that is teaching to all of us and if we take heed of the teaching as God has intended the teaching to each individual as we are man or woman children I know those teaching is the best teaching for all of us when God says in this word for example that husband love your wife as Christ loved the church and he also he says and be not bitter against them he knew exactly what he said he knew that which was best for the family and for us but when he is telling our wife and makes known unto them that we are the head of the house he knew exactly what he was saying and he even said that they should obey us in everything the reason God has spoken in this way God wants that we all should be happy and God knows that if we are living a life and are not the word of God to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway we are not going to be happy and the same thing also with our children I'm sure all of us wants the best for one another and above all God wants the best for you and for me and for all of us we love our children more than our children realize God loves us 
more than we are able to comprehend and realize. And that is the reason he has given us his word. So we can read his word and get direction from his word and thereby we also can be happy. We cannot be more happy than those who are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ and allow his word to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. But do you know when the Spirit of God draw nigh unto us and reveal unto us what we are? We all have to say, as Job said, that I put my hand in front of my mouth because I've been speaking of that which I don't know. We all will realize we are come short of the glory of God. All has sinned and come short of the glory of God. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Who God has set forth to be a propitiation by faith in his blood. We all have come short of the glory of God. But when God revealed those things unto us. That we have all come short of the glory of God. He also will reveal unto us what he has done in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know when we can see him as he is, our Redeemer, our Savior, who has bought us not with silver or gold, but with his own precious blood, who have cared so for us that he gave everything he had when he sent his only begotten son to this world and who suffered and died and as we also have heard today he rose again for our justification then we first can rejoice and we can rejoice to that point that even if we realize of what we are and where we are coming from uh, we can look by faith for him as him who has taken our sins and nailed it to the cross and know because of his, his redeeming love and that he rose again as Paul said he was delivered for our offenses but he rose again for our justification nobody eyes of faith when we see that foundation which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, that he has taken care of everything to that point, that salvation is ours and that it is by faith, then it's an unspeakable joy which will fill our heart that I am a child of a king regardless of what I am, because of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that I am partaker of what I has not seen, what ear has not heard, which hasn't entered into any man's heart of what, what God had prepared for those who have loved him. May that always be your portion and my portion. As long as we are living here upon this earth, may he guide you by his spirit 
May he reveal unto you his care and his love. And may he strengthen you in faith. That when Sunday come, you have a desire and a will to take your children. And even children's children to come to the house of the Lord. And sing praise and thanks unto him that. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. And it is good to be as Mary. To sit at the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. But here in our text. Paul makes known to the Colossians. We know that he begins with a question. If ye then be risen with Christ. Seek those things which are above. With Christ seated on the right hand of God. If you have been risen with Christ. We know this Colossian. We're not a childhood Christian. But through the gospel they have been born again. To the newness of life. And when they have been born again. Christ also have risen in their heart. And they also have been partaker of that hope which we have even today. And when Christ has risen in their heart, their life is not anymore for themselves, but it will be for our Lord Jesus Christ. He, 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 he mentioned here that we should seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. And what are those things which are from above? It is ingredients which we don't have except God gives them unto us. And these are the ingredients he wants which you seek after. He goes on and he says, Set your affection on things above and not on things on the earth. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When he speaks in this way that for ye are dead, the original language uh, come, comes a little bit closer. He's speaking that the death really takes place daily. And Paul also speaks in another place in this way that I die daily. What do you, uh, how, how is this death? We die from ourselves, from the desires and the lust, uh, which the carnal body, uh, uh, which, which comes forth from this carnal portion, and we live unto the Lord. Paul says, when he writes to the uh, Galatian congregation, he says, I'm crucified with, with Christ, nevertheless I live, but the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who has loved me and who has given himself for me. That is a life which he wants that we Christians should live. A life unto the Lord and to the Son of God, who has loved me and who gave himself for me. And he also makes known here, telling us, when Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. We already mentioned of the glory which is waiting for us children of God. And it's so important that we have those things in front of us 
and that we also uh, can can read about it, speak about it, and thereby also receive a longing in our heart to go to that place where sin will not reach you anymore, where we have a new body and we will be him like, because that new body uh, and that new life will be in Christ Jesus our Lord as we are standing before his throne uh, everything become new as the Apostle Paul also makes known but now he began to speak of a practical Christianity and I do believe that that's very important that we realize that we are not flesh and blood we cannot mortify the deeds of our body by ourselves we need the power of God and that's the reason when we are around God's eternal and undying world we can receive that power from his word as well as also when we pray to God our Heavenly Father when we realize that we are weak when we realize that we are not strong when we realize that we cannot find the, fight the battle by ourselves we can turn to him who is able to help us. I've experienced how good it is to turn to him. Many times the lust and the desire from the flesh can overwhelm us. And many times the fight can be so hard, so, so hard uh, the battle can be so strong that we are not going to overcome by our own strength. Remember what Paul, when he writes to the Ephesian congregation, what he says. We wrestle not against flesh and against blood, but against principality, and then against power, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And is there any of us who are able, by our own strength and power, to fight against spiritual wickedness in high places? I don't believe so. And that is the reason we need him with us daily. And it's so amazing uh, to the teaching which we found in God's word. When we are poor, then we are rich. When we are weak, then we are strong. It's opposite as it is in a natural way. Remember with one occasion, Paul, as God to take this torn uh, which he had in his body away, torn in his flesh. But remember what God told him, My grace is sufficient unto thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. How in the world can that be? That God's strength is made perfect in weakness. It can be done and take place. When we are weak within ourselves, and when we allow him who has even become victorious over the last enemy death to be in our life. When we are weak within ourselves, we need help. And when we ask for help from him who has become victorious, even the last enemy death, and who listened to us and who has promised to be with us, then we are also going to be able to become victorious over all those obstacles and things 
which we are so surrounded with, all the temptation and all the evil, not by ourselves, but by him. But here he mentioned how important it is to mortify, mortify that for the member which are upon the earth. And he mentioned also certain things here, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is adultery, for which things sake the wrath of God comes on the children of disobedience. Remember, Sodom and Gomorrah, what was the reason God allowed the city to be destroyed? Because of the wickedness, because of the sins and their transgression. The day of judgment has come to Sodom and Gomorrah. But if there had been ten righteous in Sodom and Gomorrah, God would have spared the city. We remember Nineveh. It was a great city. Remember how the prophet came to the city and he told uh, the people who was living there within three day, days God is going to destroy the city. Remember what happened. They repented. Even in sackcloth and ashes. And what took place? God's mercy was not toward them because they repented. And God spared that city. God is such a merciful God that he will spare anyone as he also spares Nineveh and those who dwell in Nineveh because they repented of their sins and their transgression. And even today, he's the same today and yesterday and forever. Notice as Jeremiah the prophet, the weeping prophet, is speaking to the children of Israel. He says, Go and proclaim these words toward the north and say, Return, the backsliding Israel, says the Lord, and I will not cause my anger to fall upon you, for I am merciful, says the Lord, and I will not keep my anger forever. And then he goes on and he says, Only acknowledge thine iniquity that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God and hast scattered thy ways to the stranger under every green tree and ye have not obeyed my voice says the Lord only acknowledge thine iniquity that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God and hast scattered thy ways to the strangers under every green tree and ye have not obeyed my voice, says the Lord. Turn, O backsliding children, says the Lord. For I am married unto you, and I will take you one of our city and two of our family, and I will bring you to Zion. Are you able to comprehend the heart which our Heavenly Father has toward you and toward me? Today, as well as also Good Friday, we have heard a little bit about the heart of God. But I know we are not 
able to his fullness to comprehend his fatherly heart toward you and toward me. Only acknowledge thine iniquity and I will forgive thine iniquity. He will forgive. I have never, never heard of anyone who hasn't received a forgiveness from all their sins and all their transgression who has turned to God asking for his grace and for his mercy. It doesn't matter who it is. God has always been merciful toward them. And his merciful and gracious hand has been toward them. Remember the children of Israel. They were a very stiff-necked people. What does the prophet say? All day long I have stretched forth my hand. That is his merciful hand. To a, to a gang-saying people all day long. And I know he also has stretched those hands toward you and toward me who has been as a prodigal son who has been out in the far country. Yes, God has been merciful toward us. And we are not able even today. Even if we have been in the house of the Lord for a few years, we have not been able yet to comprehend how merciful and how gracious he has been toward us. He goes on and he says here, But now you also put off all these things, anger, wrath, malice, filthy communication out of your mouth. Why does he not speak about no you put off all these things? We know that when sin had come in our life, there is only one way, and that is sin does have a name, and we are not going to be free from what he had done if we don't deal with those things according to his word. When we are cleaning uh, our homes and we are helping our wife to do that, uh, sometimes we might push some uh, dirt under the rug and it's hit. But when it comes to sin, it might be hit, but it still is there. There is only one remedy which can take away sin. And that is the name of the blood and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this, this is how it is even today. And when it comes to God's way and God's word and how he justifies sinners, he has no chains on that order. We know he justifies sinners by faith. But when it comes to cleansed as sin, a sinner from his filth and from all those things which he have done in unbelief there is only one way and that is the message from him the gospel message first of all repentance has to take place because it's repentance doesn't take place there is no never going to enter into the soul's heart a joy which passes all man's understanding. But when a soul is in that place where he acknowledge 
as also the prodigal son acknowledged that he has sinned against God and heaven, and he is not worthy to become his son. Then he is at a place where the gospel message can be heard. And it's only God by his word who can reveal those things to this soul. The Spirit of God is able, more able than anything else. We know that what a lie is a knowledge of sin. But the Spirit of God is able also to reveal unto us that we are total sin. That we have not only transgressed transgress against the law, the will of God, but that in us dwells no good thing. Even our thoughts is sin before God. The Spirit can reveal unto us, as the prophet says, we are all as unclean thing, and all our righteousness is as a filthy rag, and we all fade as a, as a leaf, and our iniquity as the wind has taken us away. The Spirit can do that, but the Spirit can also reveal for us where the help is, where the cleansing uh, place is, it is in Zion, and in the Spirit of God will also do this, encourage us to take that step, step out, and to acknowledge what we are, and ask for grace and for mercy. Just recently, as one of the brothers was speaking about his experience, how that soul came to him as he was torn between to go to this servant's place or not to go. This is oftentimes, this oftentimes take place for those who, has, who is as a prodigal son who will uh, take that step back to God's kingdom. I know God helped him. The devil has a power, a great power, but there is one who has a greater power. And that is God. And so God is able to help all those who call upon his name and who want to do that which is right to turn back to his kingdom. He also makes known here, lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deed and put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. He speaks here how important it is to put on the new man which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that you created in. Paul, when he writes to Romans, he speaks in the 12th chapter, and it's so beautiful to see how the Spirit of God revealed a few places in his word of even those kind of things. And he says, Be not conformed to this world, but by the, but by, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And we know when he speaks about the mind that we have the mind of Christ. He won't renew us as Christ is. So he wants that we should put on the new man which is Christ, which is renewed in knowledge. And how is that renewed in knowledge? It's by the word, 
as well as also by the Spirit. As we are under the hearing of his word, he also is speaking more about these things. Where there is neither Greek or Jews, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, Syrian, bond or free, for Christ is all uh, and in all. Put us therefore, put on therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, balls of mercy, kindness, humbleness of my meekness, long-suffering. Paul, when he writes to the Colossians, he asked them to put on those things. And we know these ingredients is not from ourselves, but is, is from above. We are already earlier, uh, as he mentioned uh, in this uh, in his text here to seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God here he is speaking of those things which Christ had done for us which we can receive from him as he makes known him balls of mercy have anyone found anyone who was more merciful than Christ as you travel upon this earth we can see the kindness we can see the mercy of God he also mentioned here kindness. In the Old Testament, it's a happening. And it's a good illustration of what kindness can do. There was one prophet, he told the king what, um, what uh, one of, one of the, the enemy of Israel um, was, going, was going to do. Uh, as they try to um, go in, into war with the children of Israel. Uh, I don't remember, no, it just went away with the name. But anyway, it came before uh, this, uh, this uh, leaders who was uh, more, more or less in war with the children of Israel. The reason that they couldn't succeed in this war and that was because of the prophet and what did he do he told them find out where this prophet is and we are going to take him and one day they have surrounded this prophet and the person who was with this prophet he was very afraid but then this prophet told him don't be afraid. There are more who are for us than those who are against us. And then he asked uh, God to reveal who are for us as he could see the host of heaven. And then he asked God to slew those people with blindness. And so took place. Blindness took place. And those who were seeking for this prophet, they were not they were no blind. And we know very well those who are blind in a natural way. How can I go to war and fight? And then the question came from the king of, of Israel. That should we kill them? Should we kill them? He said no. But lead them to Samaria. And put bread and water in front of them. And as they were sitting there. He asked God to open their eyes. And here they were sitting amongst their enemy. But kindness had been shown unto them. 
And so they went back. And for 70 years there was no more war anymore. God bestowed kindness unto them, even if they were the enemy of the children of Israel. And that was a much greater power than the sword and the spear which they had in those days. Let us remember, as he makes known here, kindness. We don't have this kindness by ourselves, but we can ask God for these ingredients. And I know we are going to fall flat because many times this flesh and blood will come forth and kindness is not going to be with us, but rather something else. You husband, you wife, show kindness to one another. Live for one another. Allow the children, your children to see what you have so that your home can be a stable home. And I know they will remember in the way your parents live. Show kindness to one another and above all, forgive one another. Keep that fire in the stove going. Don't take anything for granted. But as God leads you, He has given you a treasure. Remember, that treasure is from God. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, even as any man have a quarrel, as he makes known here, against one another, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. It's so important for us to realize where we have come from. It's so important for us that we also realize the grace which daily God bestowed upon us. If thou, O Lord, would mark iniquity, as David said, who would stand but receive that is grace, that is mercy, and that is forgiveness? And David says in another place, there is more sin than the hair upon my head. Are you able to number your hair? I know some of us men, we don't have too much hair, but I know you are not able to measure the hair which is upon your head. And this is what it is, this is what is with us. There is nothing good within us, but by the grace and by the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are what we are. And then he goes on and he says, And by all these things put on charity with this bond of perfectness. The love is the bond of perfectness. Remember when our Lord was going to depart from this world. And we know very well when somebody is going to depart from this world, if there is something pressing in their heart, they want to speak of that. They don't want to speak of those earthly things, of something which is, doesn't have really that much value. They don't want to speak of that which has value. And what did Jesus speak to his disciples? First, in the 13th chapter of John, he who is a king and who is a lord, and by whom all the world has been created, and nothing has been created outside of him. He makes known there how it is to serve and how it is to love. How he washed his disciples' feet 
And now even Peter, who knew what he was, because he had already said that the Lord, uh, Lord Christ, the Son of the living God, and as even God him, uh, Jesus made known to, unto him that flesh and blood hath not revealed unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. He is coming to Peter, and he is going to also wash his feet. Remember what Peter said. He, first he didn't want that the Lord should wash his feet. But then when he heard that if I can't wash thee, you have no part with me. Then he told him not only my feet, but also my hands and my head and everything. Jesus still is in the business to wash our feet. But he also in the business as he made known also to his disciples a new commandment I give unto you that you should love one another. It's so important, beloved in the Lord, that this love is between us. And now we can have feelings, we can have opinions, but sometimes our feeling is not right. And sometimes our opinion is not right. And sometimes our understanding is not right. God is not done with none of us. How important is it is that this patient and that long-suffering is with us. And also you who are older to the young one. How can you put an old head and, and put that on a young shoulder? It's impossible. They use, they have their problem. They have their sins. They have the youth seal. We all have been young. We know how it is to be young. But we also have experienced the, the long suffering. The mercy and the grace which God has bestowed upon us. Even to this day. To our, to our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh beloved in the Lord. Especially you who are old. Don't forget that your youth has also been with you. And when you were, were in your youth, wasn't God's mercy toward you? Wasn't He gracious toward you? Didn't, didn't He have long suffering and mercy, and His mercy was toward you? Yes, He didn't deal with you in the way He should, He should have dealt with you. But He called you. He asked you to come. He asked you to, to lay aside all weight and sin, because so easily beset you. When those things come on your journey and your, in your life, remember that we cannot put an old head on a young shoulder. Many times they have to experience things. The old one in Norway used to say, the sin has to, the cup has to be full. We don't want that they should go and do things which can hurt their life because sin can hurt them and it can cause also a scar after the healing power of God has been over them but sometimes uh, this has to take place and if God correct you young one as well as all, us old one it's because that he loves us he cares for us he doesn't want that anyone should perish but all shall come to repentance Sometimes God has to deal with us a little bit in a harsh way. And that is because he loves us. Remember what the Hebrew epistle says. 
whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and he scourges every son whom he receiveth. And if ye are without chastisement, as we all have been partaker of, we are bastard and not children. And then he take a natural a picture how our father corrected us. And now in a natural way we all have received correction. And when the correction has come, we felt within our heart we were asking for it. And so also really in a spiritual sense. This correction has taken place. It yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness for those who are exercised thereby. Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. And even today he, he does deal with this in the same way. And let the peace of God rule in your heart, to the which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. The peace of God. And how can this peace dwelling in our heart is only by the power of God. As we lay aside all weight and sin which has so easily beset us and run the race which is set before us, looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. Remember John, what he says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you say that we have no sin, we make him a liar and the truth is not enough. We confess our sins because the Spirit leads us to do so. That is the cleansing power. This is not the foundation for our faith. Our foundation is what Jesus has done if it always be that which is the foundation. But when we are obedient to the Spirit and want to keep that peace which dwelling in our heart, which has dwelt in our heart, we want to be obedient, we want to lay aside those things which is a hindrance for our faith. So this peace can rule our heart to the which also ye are called in one body and be ye thankful. And then he says that the word of Christ dwell in you richly. In all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with palms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatsoever you do, in word or in deed, do that all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And now when we stand before this word, we have to say we have become undone. Have we been able to do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? I believe that none of us have been able. But again, the gospel message is that we can believe our sins and our transgression forgiven in Jesus' name and through his atoning shed blood. And even this afternoon, when I stand before this word, I feel I'm undone. I need again to hear this blessed gospel, which is a comfort to my soul, that my sins, my doubt, my fear, my anger, all those things which is not from God and which is with me can be forgiven.
Let us continue our journey in this way, laying aside all weight and sin which has so easily beset us, and looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He is able to lead us all the way home. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. The Lord lift up his countenance upon us and give us everlasting peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let us draw nigh unto God and thanking even for the natural gift. We know, dear Heavenly Father, if you don't allow the sun and the rain to come, there will be nothing to eat. But because of thy goodness, not only toward us, but toward all mankind, you allow the sun to shine over just and unjust, as well as also allow the rain to come and over righteous and unrighteous. We ask, dear Heavenly Father, we have lots of food today, but the day could come when even this blessing could be taken away from us. Grant unto our children that they also could realize that these blessings come from Thee, not only to our children, but also to ourselves. Many times we take things for granted, or we take so many, many things for granted. But you are able by thy spirit and through thy word to remind us to be thankful. To be thankful for him who is the giver of all good gift. Strengthen the young ones. Strengthen all of us in faith. Strengthen us to that point that we can even drag or encourage those who are also of thy kingdom. That they can come. That the God's blessing is a blessing also to them. And the greatest blessing is Jesus our Lord. Amen. Someone found a pair of glasses on the pavement in the parking lot, and I have them. So if anybody's missing a pair of glasses, I have them. Also, uh, many of you have heard that uh, Marty and Faith Kula were traveling and their daughter was stricken while they were en route in North Carolina. She first was beset with nausea, then slipped into convulsions and wasn't conscious and was brought in that condition to the hospital. She has uh, received care there and the condition has been diagnosed as a worsening of a condition that has existed since birth. There was fluid pressure on the brain. She was operated on and a shunt was installed. And thanks be to God that the prognosis is, is good and she appears to be on the mend and will receive uh, further medical treatment yet uh, in the coming week. So remember Marty and Faith and their daughter in this time of trial. There's food served for everyone downstairs. All are invited to share in it. And our services will conclude this evening at 6 o'clock. In closing this afternoon, we'll sing song 119.